O thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. I want to welcome you to today's episode of the show. I am playing today this classic song called Pledge My Head to Heaven uh, by Keith Green because I thought it was kind of a fitting song for, uh, for today. So let's listen to it and I will share this out. Guys, share this out. Thank you. That's Keith Green's song off from his album many years ago called The Ministry Years, Volume 1. And this is such an old song. It was, uh, this was actually the remastered version, 1999. But that song was easily done, well, it had to be done in the 80s, maybe even the mid-70s. And if you don't know who Keith Green is, let me just tell you, he was a guy who many people believe the Lord literally brought him home early like prematurely because he was so on fire for Christ and uh, he died actually in a plane accident uh, and um, many years ago and um, and his music is actually completely evangelistic in nature if you've ever listened to any of his music let me put it this way if you ever feel like 
you have zero passion for Christ and evangelism, go to YouTube and pull up Keith Green and then listen to all his music. <laughs> After you listen to it, you'll go, oh my gosh, I go out and save the world, you know, because his music is so, um, it's just, it's anointed, I really believe. I think he was a hymn, a hymn uh, I'm not going to say hymnist, but uh, he was a, he was a writer like no other. That's what I think. I don't know what you guys think, but anyway, happy Monday. Hi. Hope you guys are having a good day. We've had an interesting morning here at our house. We uh, had no water for half the day, which was kind of fun. So me and Randall, we went, we Randall went, <laughs> Randall went to the gym. I went and played pickleball. And then we did another dance lesson earlier this afternoon. And so what was it we learned today? We learned the, the waltz. Was it the waltz? Yeah, so we did the waltz and a sort of um, Foxtrot? modified swing. Modified swing. Very simple. Ah, I knew it was swing something. Swing with a just, um, what is the two-step Pretty rock. soon. Okay, so now we know the foxtrot, the waltz, and a modified swing. Uh. We're, we're going to be like twinkle toes. We're going to be like, <laughs> like this. <sighs> it was fun. <laughs> glad that you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. You know what I enjoyed the most? I enjoyed you the most. You and that big handsome smile of yours as as he's up there and I'm like this trying to, you know, I was so tired though because I went, we went right after, I, this lesson was, why we did it right after pickleball, I don't know. No, we are not going to be dancing with the stars by any stretch. There's no way. First of all, I, there's no way I could ever actually wear heels and do any of this dancing i can barely do it in sneakers <laughs> uh but anyway so we had to banish tug tuggy bear out out of the room because we because of our day he didn't get to eat at three o'clock <laughs> and that poor little thing's gonna have to wait till five uh, he was so excited when i said yeah come out the room <laughs> then i shut him out because <laughs> otherwise just saying that little dog will, uh, like, uh, be crying through the whole show. But anyway, I know you care. Don't you? You do care, right? Yeah, you do. Okay, anyway, hello, everybody. Just thought I'd give you some, give you guys some shout-outs. Natasha, Diane, Melanie, Cheryl, Jordan, Mia, Ludwig, and others. I think I saw Mark come in as well. And then Steven's over on Facebook. And I know a couple of you sometimes watch over on YouTube. So thank you for that. If you happen to be also listening to the audio archive on iTunes or wherever else, Anchor, Bullhorn, or Spreaker, or any of the other platforms I, I posted on, thank you for doing that. Uh, and let me just, before we get into this news story about John Chow, let's, uh, I want to read a uh, some scripture, but I also... I uh, want to tell you, join my text message list, okay? Text me. I want you to text me, to text, text me. Yeah, text <laughs> the term Bible News to 33222, okay? And most of you are on the list. But if you're not on it yet, this is where I actually do most of my communicating. I barely send out email anymore. Uh, I think my text message list is actually 
probably the best thing that we have ever done here for the show because not only do I know who the most engaged people are, but I do my contest through it. I get daily feedback from you guys. Um, you guys give me really good feedback, actually. Um, and this morning, my service, for some reason, <laughs> sent out a weird message. I'm not sure why they sent it out, but that's all right. If you ever want to leave my text message list, all you got to do is hit, you know, type stop and, and the messages will stop and then I'll know who it is. And then I'll call you up and go, Hey, why did you, uns no, <laughs> no, actually I won't do that. Sometimes I know it just happens, but if you want to stay in the know with Bible news radio, text Bible news to three, three, two, two, two. And then, uh, I will notice that you're new and I'll message you back and I'll say, please tell me your name. Then I'll put your name in and I'll know who you are when you respond to the daily scriptures or whatever else we send out. Okay. In fact, last night I was on Semine's, uh, Semine, um, Walden show, the student teacher, we talked about delayed gratification and maybe we'll talk about that later at some point. But today, this morning when I woke up, I was like praying and I was like, Lord, you know, I want to, I want to see something new in your word, you know, which means I need to just open it up because generally speaking, that's what happens. And I was led to second Thessalonians chapter one, and I'm going to read this and then we're going to look at this story because I think it kind of fits together. Um, so second Thessalonians chapter one begins by saying, uh, Paul and Sylvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as it is only fitting, because of your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows ever greater. Now, you got to remember that the Thessalonians were a very... Um, tight church, let's put it that way. I mean, very close, but they were also very, um, they were a very severely persecuted church. During the time that this was written, they were under very severe persecution. And so here, uh, Paul, Sylvanus, Sylvanius, and Timothy, they were probably in prison when they wrote this. That's just my guess, because that's usually where most letters were written in the scripture. Um, but anyway, so they they wrote to this church, and they basically were writing this letter of com commendation, but also warning. So it goes on to say that we ought to give thanks to God for, for you, the brethren in this church, because it's fitting because of your faith. It's greatly enlarged. And the love of each one of you towards one another grows ever greater. And I thought that that was kind of cool. That stood out to me because today we often see church members and church splits and people don't care about one another the way that we should. But then he says in verse four, therefore, we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions, which you endure. So everybody knew who these people were. Everybody knew what type of persecution that they were going under. And Paul, and I don't know about you, but personally, if Paul was writing about me to all the other churches and using me as an example of as a good church and good Christian under persecution, I'd be like feeling pretty good. So anyway, it says here in verse five, this, this is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which indeed you are suffering for after all. It is only just for God 
to repay with affliction those who afflict you. And then it says, and to give relief to you who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Now, let's go back for a minute and look back for a second at these three verses I just read because today what what happens is that in modern day Christianity or churchianity you don't hear about Christian persecution very often unless you specifically tune into people who actually talk about it that's a fact okay um, I can tell you that it is a blessing to me personally when I actually see the church caring about the persecuted church as a, as a whole but the message of the Laodicean church basically today would be that God is love and he is not just. God God loves you, as Roma Downey, touched by an angel, would say. And it is true. God does love us. But that cannot be the sole message that we as believers give to the world. I know. Those are fighting words to some. But it's true. Because God is also just, and God punishes evil, and that's what this ta- this is actually talking about. This was really powerful, you know. For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you. Okay, now the important thing, obviously, is that God is the one who does this, right? God is the one who, uh, you know, who who is who is repaying the affliction. We're not, okay? And as some of my friends earlier texted me back this morning when I asked about this was, you know, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Right. It is so easy in our flesh sometimes to want to go after people who hurt us. But and and there's actually truly only one person in my life that I ever felt true, real anger and vengeance toward. Um, I can honestly say that I came this close to putting his life in my hands <laughs> Uh, when that happened, but, <clears throat> but, you know, it goes on to say in verse seven and to give relief, God will give relief to you who are afflicted and to us as well. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven and with his mighty angels in flaming fire. Note here that this doesn't necessarily say it's going to happen in the present moment, but that was definitely a future statement. It actually is a future statement to us too. Dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. (sighs) That's powerful. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes to be glorified in uh, in his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed for our testimony to you was believed. To this end also, we pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith and power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this isn't your your fluffy Joel Osteen type sermon, is it? Because I'm just saying, you know, here we have this really powerful message. And of course, the, rec- the rest of Second Thessalonians actually, 
you know, talks about, you know, the coming man of lawlessness and, you know, all that other stuff. So you guys can go read it. In fact, I would encourage you to read the whole book. It's very short. Um, you, can, you can read it in a few minutes, actually, if you just sit down and read it, right? Hi, Bonnie. So, so this stood out to me because this story about John Chow um, broke last week um, and, um, and basically in a nutshell, if, you, if you're not familiar with this, I'm sure most of you are, but if you're not for some reason familiar with who John is, John was 26 years old and he decided that he was going to break the law basically and go and evangelize uh, one of the last known tribes that has been kind of shut out, shutting out the, the rest of the world. Um, and anyway, he died as a result of it. You know, he broke the law. Uh, he did things behind the back of the government. Uh, and, um, and of course, there's a lot of outrage about this. But he left behind a journal, a diary of his of his reasons and all that. And basically this was a guy who was basically sold out for Christ. He didn't, he, he was afraid he was going to die according to the article. And we'll look at two of those, but he was afraid he was going to die, but you know what? He did it anyway. Um, and so let's look at the, there was, there was actually, there was actually just an article posted about four hours ago, but let's look at the NBC news one, the family of us missionary, John Chow, uh, we forgive tribe for killing him. I've never known a more courageous, selfless, compassionate man. One friend said John lived and gave his life to share the love of Jesus. And speaking of John, hi, Dr. John, who just came in. Okay, so it says here, the family of an American missionary killed on a remote Indian island say they forgive members of the tribe who fatally wounded him with bows and arrows. John Allen Chow uh, 26, an avid outdoorsman from southwestern Washington state, was killed Saturday after visiting North Sentinel Island. Its protected inhabitants are among the last in the world to have resisted contact with the rest of humanity. Friends of the evangelical adventurer said he was determined uh, bring, to bring Christianity to this uh, Sentinelese tribe, which is known for attacking anyone who approaches and sailed there with the help of local fishermen. The case has angered conservation groups who said visits endangered the tribe's safety. Words cannot express the sadness we have experienced about this report, his family said late Wednesday in a statement posted on his Instagram account. He loved God, life, helping those in need, and had nothing but love for the uh, Sentinelese people. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm trying. Okay. They added, we forgive those reportedly responsible for his death. We also asked for the release of those friends he had in the Andaman Islands. He ventured out on his own free will and his local contacts need not be persecuted for his own actions. Local police are still figuring out how to locate and recover the American's body without further disturbing the tribe. Uh, Chow attended Vancouver Christian High School and graduated from Oral Roberts University at Christian College in Oklahoma in 2014 with a degree in health and exercise science. While there, he worked with the university's missions and outreach department. I have never known a more courageous, selfless, compassionate man and friend, said Bobby Parks, the department's former director. John lived and gave his life to share the love of Jesus with everyone. Chow was involved with Parks' nonprofit More Than a Game, a soccer program for disadvantaged children. 
uh, including refugees. Chow traveled to the Kurdistan region of northern Iraq in 2014 to work with young Syrian and Iraqi refugees. Parks said he also worked with Burmese refugee children in Tulsa, Oklahoma for several years. Casey Prince, 39, of Cape Town, South Africa, met Chow five years ago when they traveled with members of his university's soccer team. He told the Associated Press that Chow was easy to like, kind, joyful, and driven by twin passions, a love of the outdoors and fervent Christianity. He was an explorer at heart, Prince said. He loved creation and being out in it. I think having probably found and connected with God that way and deeply so. He said Chow accepted the dangers that came with his travels. If he was taking a risk, he was very well. He was very aware of it. Uh, Dependra Patak, director general of police on Indians, Andaman and Nicobar Islands, said Chow arrived in the Ar- how do you say that archipelago? Archipelago. Ar- Ar- <laughs> anyway, October sixteenth. It was not his first time in the islands, having visited in 2015 and 2016. Chow organized his visit to North Sentinel through a friend who hired seven fishermen for $325 to take him there on a boat, which also towed his kayak. The island was completely off limits until earlier this year, but visits are still heavily restricted and required permissions that PADTAC said had not been sought. So that's kind of where... You know, some of the controversy is that he, you know, that he did that. He broke, he broke the law. Um, the American went ashore in his kayak on November 15th, sent the boat with the fishermen out to sea to avoid detection. Padhack said in a news release, he interacted with some of the tribe's people offering gifts such as a football and fish. But the tribe's people became angry and shot an arrow at him, hitting a book he was carrying. Actually, one of the book that apparently he was carrying was a waterproof Bible. I read that in another article, just so you know. That's kind of what it was, the waterproof Bible. So he had a waterproof Bible. Anyway, uh, Chow swam back to the fisherman's boat and for the night set out again to meet the tribe's people on November 16th. On November 17th, the waiting fisherman watched from a distance as the tribe's man dragged Chow's body. Um, then they said the seven fishermen were charged with endangering the life of the American by taking him to a prohibited area on his, quote, misplaced adventure unquote he he was apparently killed by arrows but the cause of death can't be confirmed until his body is recovered actually i have another article that was just posted that's talking about that police surveyed the island by air tuesday and a team of police and forest department officials used a coast guard boat to travel there wednesday another trip was planned thursday survival international a global advocacy nonprofit for tribes people described this sent as an uncontacted community of, of between 50 and 100 or 200 people who vigorously reject all contact with outsiders. The tra- this tragedy should never have been allowed to happen. Indian authorities should have been enforcing the protection of the Sentinelese and their island for the safety of both the tribe and outsiders, said Survival International Director Stephen Corey. The Sentinelese have shown again and again that they want to be left alone and their wishes should be respected. So, I know that was a long article, wasn't it? But, you know what? There's so many things, there's so many questions, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. Because, um, because the question is, I mean, some of the criticism I've actually seen is that John, well, he deserved to die because, you know, he broke, he, he, he went where he shouldn't go. You know what I mean? But 
But then the question is, as Christians, and we have a command from Jesus to go out, therefore, to go, therefore, into all the world, right? To make disciples and to evangelize lost, right? So, so John was actually doing what God told him to, you know, and he was trying to reach a people group that hasn't been reached yet. So... I don't know. What do you think? Is he a modern day martyr for Christianity? Should he be a hero like, you know, other missionaries to different countries have been in the past? Or what? What do you think? I think of all the trips that uh, Brother Andrew made to the Soviet Union, Mm -hmm. former Soviet Union, against the law, smuggling Bibles against the law of the law of that nation, that Soviet Republic. Um, and, and by the time that the Berlin Wall came down, say what you will about that, all the conspiracy theories and whatnot, but anyway, Mm -hmm. by that time there was quite the underground church established in, in the uh, Soviet bloc countries because of missionary activity, uh, throughout the years from World War II until the, uh, 1980s. So, Mm -hmm. Well, think about it, though. Paul the Apostle himself and all these other guys, when they were there going out, you know, they were they were beaten. They yeah. were they were shipwrecked. They they were flogged. Yeah. I mean, they they suffered persecution because they were doing it. The Roman yeah, Empire, was, you know, yeah, the, the very it wasn't a particular area. The, the, their message by its nature was illegal throughout the Roman Empire. Right, and here's the lesson for all of us, I think, personally, and hi to everybody new that just came in. I think the the lesson for us, honestly, because as I, because I'll just be honest, when I when I was reading the Word this morning, when I read First or Second Thessalonians chapter one this morning, the thought, one of the thoughts that went through my head was, "Wow, I have it so easy as a believer. I don't go to a church that's persecuted at all for Christ." I, I can share the gospel wherever I want for the most part and not get arrested, beaten, thrown in prison, uh, and all that. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm cushy. You know, American Christians are cushy Christians, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Just admit it, you know. It's the Christians that you hear about in the news, like uh, Dave Dobbenmeyer, my friend Peter LaBarbera, and others in Canada um, you know, who are being arrested because they're daring to go out and evangelize community people, groups that don't want to be evangelized, but they're yet going and they're, they're being obedient to what God says. So, uh, let me, let me go. So, um, let me read the, this other updated article. Uh, this is from news.com.au. So I guess that's an Australian paper. Uh, this is this is titled "Search for Body of Man Killed by Remote Tribe Become Becoming Feudal." Indian police are facing an uphill battle in trying to retrieve the body of American man John Chow as they continue to face off with the remote tribe who killed him. Um, Indian officials, God, my nose itches. Indian officials have traveled repeatedly in recent days near the remote island where an American missionary was killed by people who have long resisted the outside world. But they have not set foot onto North Sentinel Island since the killing, and it remains unclear if they will. They are a treasure. Uh, Dependra Patak, Director General of Police on the Andaman and Nicobar Island Group, said of the Sentinelese people. 
we cannot go and force our way in. We don't want to harm them. Uh, the Sentine leaves who, scho- who scholars believe are descendants of Africans who migrated to the area about 50,000 years ago. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> I don't think humanity's been around 50,000 years, but that's, but anyway. Uh, survive on the small forested, forested island by hunting, fishing, and gathering wild plants. Almost nothing is known of their lives except that they attack outsiders with spears and bows and arrows. American John Allen Chow was killed by islanders in mid-November after paying fishermen to smuggle him to the island where outsiders are effectively forbidden by Indian law. The fishermen told authorities that they saw the Sentinelese bury Chow's body on the beach. The notes Chow left behind say he wanted to bring Christianity to the islanders. Uh, A boat carrying police and other officials approached North Sentinel on Friday and Saturday watching the Sentinelees through binoculars. On Saturday, the tribesmen were armed with spears and bows and arrows, but they did not attempt to shoot them at the authorities. So, hey, you guys, words of the ministry. Um, but anyway, so uh, I don't want to read the whole article, but the point is, the point is they haven't found his body yet. And, you know... Let me ask you something. Let's let's pretend just for a minute that you lived on a foreign, like let's pretend you are one of these people, these Indian people, okay, or these Sentinelese, or however you say that. I'm saying it my way. <laughs> you can say it your way, but anyway, what if you were one of these tribes people, and all you ever knew was the life that you knew, right? Hunting, gathering. You, did, you had no idea what the outside world is like, etc. blah, 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 okay? And then all of a sudden, some weirdo comes in and throws you a football, right? You don't know what the heck it is. You don't know if it's going to blow up or anything. <laughs> You've never seen rawhide or cowhide or whatever it is. They're sending you a football and, and a book. They probably don't have books, just saying, if they are out, you know, they're they're kept from outside the world. So you can completely understand, at least I can, I mean, I can't completely, but I can try to understand why they would want to kill this person, because they don't know who he is, what language he speaks. They speak a completely foreign language. Nobody knows how, you know, what it means, you know, you know what I mean? So, and, and yet to us who live in the, quote, modern world and not out in the jungle, we we just look at those people and go, well, this is so obvious. We need to save them, right? I mean, hello, don't you people know that the rest of the world is, like, so far advanced than what you do? You know, I mean, I don't know, Bareface, what do you think? Because I can kind of see, like, a ton of fear, you know, from these people. They want to protect who they are. They don't know who this weirdo is throwing a football to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. I mean, look at, uh, you know, the Amish, you know, here in, here on North American soil, you know, in the United States and in Canada. It's like, you know, they don't, don't care to have anything to do with the outside world. Uh, they like their way of life and they protect it. I mean, it's not illegal to uh, go and buy your cheese curds or whatever you know, from the Amish, but, you know, they, they're very special you know, particular about the way they live. And, and these folks migrated this island for a reason. It's like, you know, you know, we can protect this area. And I suppose it's the law because people have gotten killed by going there. It's like, because they're not fond of 
outsiders. Uh, just heck, uh, yesterday evening, or yesterday, Saturday evening, <laughs> weekends in the word, talking about the whole thing with the Jews and the Samaritans. Uh, the um, Jewish historian Josephus recorded that it was not uncommon for Samaritans to kill Jews who were traveling south through Samaria. Right. There was that kind of, you know, hostility and, and preservation sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't blame the Sentinelese people, um, you know, for protecting themselves in the way they are. And like the family said, you know, we for, forgive them. Um, they're just doing what they know, you know? Right. And uh, so, but I don't fault uh, John Allen Chow either for wanting to reach these folks with, with the gospel, wanting to reach anybody with the gospel and to... And to risk so much as that to where, isn't that what Christ would have us do? Go to the people that no one else will go to? I mean... I think, the, I mean, I personally think it's cool. Yeah. I, I mean... And, and you know, I do. we haven't hit the journal entries yet, but... Um, yeah, you want to read those? Um, can't, I don't have them up in front of me. I was reading them yesterday. Oh. But, uh, on my own time, but... Yeah, I mean, he, he understood the risks, and mm-hmm. and he was willing to, you know. By the way, thank you for those hearts, people. Mm-hmm. And hi, Pastor Tommy. Thanks for coming in. I, I'm glad to see you guys. I saw Bum Baby come in, too, and Paulette, and Robert and Marlis. You guys are there, too. Thank you for coming in. You guys rock. I love you guys. <laughs> I do. I know it's hard to tell, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I mean, honestly, this to me, okay, here's the, here's the, to me, John should be totally inspiring all of us. That's, that's the truth. You know, it really is. I mean, I think, um, it's convicting to me. Okay. Let me put it that way. This story convicts me personally. And hello, Dorothy White, who just came in, you know, it convicts me because here's a guy, 26 years old, who sold out for the Lord and definitely wanted to go. He risked his life, albeit maybe some people call him misguided or whatever. He risked his life to go share the gospel, right? And he he knew the cost. That's why I played Keith Green's song, um, Pledge My Head to Heaven, at the beginning. Because he knew the cost. He knew he could die. I mean, he wrote that in his thing. Um, you know, and... And so it should be a challenge for us because, look, guys, we, how do I say this politely? (laughs) Once saved, this is what happens, okay? Once generally Christians get saved. Okay, I'll just use my life as an example. Okay, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I know a lot of you weren't. Frankly, most of the believers I know that weren't raised in a Christian home are generally more on fire uh, for the Lord than those who have been. And, th- and that could be for any number of reasons, right? I was zealous for the Lord. I mean, I, when I when I got saved, everybody knew it. Okay, I mean, it was like, you know, <laughs> here's the, let's get saved. I was memorizing scripture, evangelizing people every day, baptizing people. It's like, hey, you know, let's come to Jesus, people. <laughs> you know, but I remember somebody said to me, as a very young believer, and I've probably shared this before, but the person said to me, the thrill will wear off someday. Don't worry. You'll start going to church like everybody else. And pretty soon you'll be in your Christian bubble and you won't even give a crap, you know, won't give a crap about anybody outside there. You know what I mean? 
And you know what? I have to be honest and say that actually happened. That actually happened. And it made me mad because I was like, how could that ever happen to me? <laughs> I mean, I got suckered into this churchianity stuff and kind of lost my first love, right? And that is the challenge for Western believers, I think, because it's so easy to, to go to club church, as I call it. And, and not that there's anything wrong with fellowship, but if all you're doing is fellowshipping and you're not actually trying to help people who don't know the Lord come to the Lord, then, you know, then we're in trouble, right? Because, or as Amy Grant sang many years ago in her song, Fat Baby, you're a fat baby. You're a fat baby Christian is basically what that song's about. You guys know that song? If you're as old as me, you probably do if you know Christian music. You know that song, Bareface? You know that song, right? Uh, I believe that I have um, heard, heard it, it once. <laughs> you only heard it once? I think so. Yeah. Well, it basically talks about how you basically go to church and, you know, all that. Right. And, and anyway. So. So I was reading. Uh, okay. So you can talk now. Go for it. All right. Well, I was just <laughs> reading uh, some of the journal entries that are posted here on the newsminute.com. Uh Reportedly, I mean, they're not photos of his journal. But, um, let's see. Well, read a couple of them here. One talks about uh, his, his meeting and trying to uh, give gifts to them. And then he was, uh, it was a child that shot him with an arrow, shot at him with an arrow. Um, okay. He says, uh, uh, anyway, I'll just pick it up here. He says, I stumbled back and recall yelling at the kid for shooting me. Now, as I look back at it, my Bible cover looks like bark. So he had one of the you know, waterproof Bibles with a bark kind of cover. Mm -hmm. Right. And he says, um, so maybe he was just curious, but yikes, it sure gave me a fright. Uh, so John attempted to speak with them shouting, I, this is in his journal, I guess. Um, maybe he recorded, he said, my name is John, I love you, and Jesus loves you. And uh, and he he tried to give him this fish, these fish as gifts, but apparently they took his kayak <laughs> so he had to swim back. He swam like a mile, almost a mile, back to the fishing boat. Wow. After uh, he'd been shot in the Bible, he said that he felt the point of it. So the Bible caught it, but, you know, the point came through. He said it was it was metal and thin and very sharp. Um, so then the others strung their bows, uh, strung arrows, you know, and were... <laughs> <laughs> and he took that as his cue to get out of there. And so he swam back. And the last entry in his journal, uh, I guess the night before going back, is this. He wrote, This is not a pointless thing. The eternal lives of this tribe are at hand, and I can't wait to see them around the throne of God, worshiping in their own language, as Revelation 7, 9-10 through 10 states. I love you all, and I pray none of you love anything in this world more than Jesus Christ. Hmm. And before signing off, he wrote, Soli Deo Gloria, 
followed by his name. Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? It is. I think it's beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. Poor Tuggy Bear's having a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's continue the conversation, but but let me also share first, thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, those, those you guys. And by the way, I do see your questions there in the chat room. We might get to that in a minute. But um, our sponsor is Ariel Ministries, and November is wrapping up quickly, okay? So um, do you want to play the video for the DVD? Sure, I can do that. Okay, so we uh, we have two things. Number one, if you go to BibleNewsRadio.com, we have a Bible study uh, called Satanology. It's all about the study of Satan, who he is. It's free. All you got to do is sign up for it. Uh, get that, and we're going to remove it at the end of the month, just so you know, because we'll get a new one for December. Uh, and we're also promoting this DVD set from Ariel. And by the way, thank you to those of you who have bought this because this is a great study tool. If, you, if you've never been to Israel, you want to go for $29, actually cheaper, about 23 bucks with our discount, uh, then this historical uh, geographical uh, DVD set uh, is it's four hours, seven DVDs. And it's narrated. And this is just a little piece of it. Randall's going to play for you. So you can kind of get an idea of what you're going to get. Um, definitely worth it. You can get it for gifts as well. And also, by the way, I'm going to have model Balston back on the show, uh, from Ariel, um, two, as soon as he gives me a date, but he will be coming up soon. Uh, so yeah, this is the historical geographical Israel study tour DVD set. And we're just going to play you a little clip of this so you can see what it is and, um, consider getting it, which will bless you and also bless us as a ministry as well. So there you go. A trip to Israel is a journey of a lifetime, yet not all of us have had the opportunity to see with our own eyes the land God promised to the patriarchs. I would like to invite you to join me as we journey to the modern and ancient land of Israel with Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum. The first sight one sees when arriving in Israel today is the Ben Gurion Airport located in the ancient northern Philistine plain. To the west is the modern and bustling metropolis of Tel Aviv. Founded in 1909, Israel, like Tel Aviv, is a modern country governed through a republic and parliamentary democracy. Unlike its neighbors, Israel is a safe home of Jews, Christians, Muslims, Druze, Circassians, and Samaritans. Israel is an exporter of agricultural goods, minerals, and now natural gas. Of course, tourism is big business in Israel. The Lord our God said to us in Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in the Arava, in the hill country and in the lowland and in the Negev and in the seacoast, the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you, Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to them and to their offspring after them. In our journey, we will approach Israel from the perspective of the 12 spies sent out to explore the land ahead of the people of Israel, starting with the plain of Asher, the plain of Sharon, the Philistine plain, the Shvelah, Upper Galilee, Lower Galilee, 
the hill country of Ephraim, Samaria, the hill country of Judah, Judea, Jerusalem, the new city, Jerusalem, the old city, the wilderness of Judah, the Negev, the valley of Ion, the Hula Valley, the Sea of Galilee, Yam Kinneret, the Jordan Valley, the Dead Sea, the Arava proper and the Red Sea, Bashan, the Golan Heights. Okay. <laughs> Randall's like, count me down. Yeah, he is. Just like when we were dancing earlier today. Okay, anyway, so that was just a little clip of what you get. This is definitely, I mean, what you saw is basically how this is the whole thing. It is, it is deeply biblical, theological, and you'll just really learn a lot. So if you want to get it, go over to BibleNewsRadio.com. Okay, that's our main site. We have a resources page. Click that tab. And then you scroll down, you can see it. It's Historical Geographical Study Israel DVD Tour. And if you click through there, then it gives you all the info about it. You can buy it. Use the coupon code BIBLENEWS, though. Save 20% when you use that. So it's about a $6 savings on this particular um, product. Well, actually, actually, anything in the store. If you put in a whole bunch of stuff and put in 20 that coupon code, you'll save on everything. There's actually a historical geographical um book as well it's a map book that actually is a very good complementary piece to that dvd set um as well okay um so ariel uh honestly they have been a blessing from on high <laughs> and it's so cool that i found out i'm part jewish so it's it's even cooler for me to have you know the blessing of this ministry actually honoring us and and supporting our show and actually, somebody at the Prophecy Conference told me, they said, Ariel Ministry sponsors you guys? And I said, yeah. They said, that is high credibility. That's high praise uh, coming from uh, Ariel Ministries. That's high praise, them them sponsoring our show. Uh, that's not like, you know, some fly-by-night ministry that sponsors us. This is a very well-known ministry, very highly respected ministry, so... Um, anyway, so also on the resources page, though, I want to draw your attention to this book. This is called The Gospel of the Holocaust and Isaiah 53. Um, Jack Langford, uh, we aired the interview that he did with us on this book um, when we were at the Prophecy Conference. I'm, I don't remember what show it's in. But this book, you guys, I'm telling you, this book is meaty and it's really interesting because what he does throughout this whole thing is he actually um, compares what happens with the Holocaust and the Jews throughout history and what happened to Jesus and his followers. And there's, there's, um, uh, there's actually these very interesting charts in here that I was trying to find it. Of course, I can't find it right now because I'm trying to find it. But yeah, here's here's a, a chart. And it's titled The Parallel. And it has here the Holocaust on one side and the sacrifice of Christ on the other. And then he, he lists 12 different things that, you know, happened as a, as a result of the Holocaust and then what Jesus went through. Anyway, the whole book is very, very interesting. The man that wrote it is 85 years old, I think. And he's been a Christian for like 70 years. So this is like the fruit of his life and ministry. 
Um, and so I'm selling this for $10. So if you want to donate $10 to us, um, then I'll send this to you. And that includes shipping. I don't, I'm not charging for shipping. So we're, I mean, we're really not making a lot on this, but if you want to support our show in any way, that would be a good book to get. And we also have this book called The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel that Doug Hershey donated to us so that we could get some help from, you know, sponsors and stuff. Um, this one, I think I was offering it for $9. Um, and it's regularly $10. So you're still saving some money. And this is his first book, by the way. Um, and so if you want this one, just when you donate, just say, give me that Israel book by Doug Hershey because Randall hasn't put this on the website yet. But he will. <laughs> at some point it'll get there um or you can just donate if you'd like that would be awesome um or if you want to support my side business legal shield and uh id shield um i'm still doing my special which is if you sign up for a legal shield membership or identity theft membership before the 28th which is wednesday i will give you your first month's um fee back i'm not doing this any other time hands down just so you know uh, so, just as an example, ID Shield is $9.95 a month uh, for an individual. And so, if you sign up for that, then I will give you $9.95. I'll give you $10 bucks back. And then, um, you know, if you do that with Legal Shield, it's $24.95. Like I said, I'll give you your first month free. If you sign up by Wednesday, then, you know, that's what I'll do. So, if you're interested in that, just let me know. Get in touch with me after the show. And we'll get that going for you. All right? Okay. Also, and this is for free. <laughs> no, no. You were in Legal Shield? Yeah. Legal Shield is, is, it really is awesome. It really is. And here's the thing. I'm just going to tell you guys. Look, I've been trying to win this trip to Cabo. Five months, you guys. Five months. Five months I've met my goals. This month I have not sold one membership. <laughs> So I need to sell some memberships to stay in the running. Uh, but here's the deal. And I'm just being honest. The deal is I don't want you signing up for this if you're going to cancel it on me. I, I only want you to get it if you if you really want it. Because God knows he can get me to Cabo San Lucas some other way if I don't end up, you know, meeting the, the requirements for that. Um, but here's the other thing. I was going to tell you this is for free. Christianbook.com right now is having killer deals on their website. So if you want to, uh, uh, um, if you want to go and get some Christian stuff, christianbook.com is having a killer sale on their website. And last but not least, armedwithtruth.com, which is that scripture tattoo place, armed with truth. They, they have the, their, uh, their scriptures here. Put that on there. Let me tell you something. Bible News Radio uh, was just given uh, some free tattoos from Armed with Truth, and they are Bible News Radio logos. So I don't know about you, but hey, if you donate to my show or anything, as long as I have these Bible News Radio tattoos that I can send you, you'll get one. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. I can't wait to get them because they're making them specially for us, and it's going to be super cool tattoo to have on you just so you know why not right all you gotta do is is get the bible news radio logo they right there and then walk around with it <laughs> uh, and not that this would matter to some of you but maybe one or two of you would care but i also just developed and finally finished 
um, a t-shirt designed for Spring Hill Pickleball, uh, which is absolutely gorgeous. Every Almost everybody I showed, showed it to today at, at Pickleball where I play wants a shirt. So I figured, what the heck, I'll offer it to you guys too if you're interested. Um, and I will be uh, having a spring, um, Pickleball Faith um, graphic also for my book cover coming out too. Yes, it's a tattoo sticker. It's bas- It's not a sticker. It's basically a, 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 a lick them and stick them type uh, tattoo, basically. So basically what you do is you get these stick these tattoos and then you peel off the plastic, you put it on your skin, and then you get a, a washcloth or something that's all wet and you wet the whole thing and hold it for about 30 seconds. Then after that, you, you take it up. And they last about a week. You know, it says on the thing three days. For me, though, it lasts about a week. So three, sometimes longer. So as soon as I get mine, I'm going to show it to you. And then you guys can donate and I'll send you one. Because it's just fun. Right, Bareface? Hey, Bareface, can I get you to wear one? Um, get me to, <laughs> to wear one what? Uh, Bible News Radio, radio? Stick, yeah. you know, tattoo. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Amy said she would. Sure. Amy is on the city council here in Spring Hill. She told me she would wear one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. It's a pretty logo, too. Mm. But anyway. All right, so we had some questions come in earlier. Let me see if I can go back. and I don't know if these guys are still here. Um, I'm, I'm scrolling through. I think somebody was trying to change the subject, which is not unusual. Okay, let's see here. Um, can you tell me about the Edomites? <laughs> That's, I know where this is going. What are your thoughts on the firmament? Is it literal? See, this had nothing to do with the current conversation at hand, but you want to answer that barefaced? I don't know. Jay Miles, are you still in the room? If you are still in the room, then uh, let us know. Josh, Josh, Josh Bernard, a seeking young man. Atheism for the win. God doesn't exist. Oh, ah, oh. you don't think God exists? That's okay. Yeah, he does. Okay, are you, what, what are your thoughts on the warm, the, the firmament? Yeah, is it literal? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you sure? I'm gonna, yes, I'm sure. I'm going to bring it up here. <laughs> um, okay, just want to make sure that you're sure. Yeah, here in uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 6, we read, in the King James anyway, since they use that language, firmament. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made a firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament and the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven now the the firmament here you know we read heaven we think you know like the um the dwelling place of god that's not what in in view here uh this is the waters uh this this is the basically atmosphere the earth atmosphere and it divided the waters which were below that firm that is the the oceans that we know and the firmaments that and the waters which were above the firmament and that would be just this water canopy and we see that at the time of the flood it tells us the heavens broke open 
uh, you know, it wasn't just rain, you know, the, um, the, the, or the windows of heaven broke open. It was this canopy that collapsed as well. It tells us the depths of the earth broke up. So we're not talking, oh, I don't worldwide flood 40. So it rains for 40 days. No, this is water coming from above the atmosphere and water coming up from the earth. It was a, a deluge. I mean, it was a catastrophic event. So, and it's interesting, the word heaven in, in, um, in Hebrew is uh, shamim, hashamim of the heavens. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens, the shamim. And, and then if you look at the way the Hebrew word is spelled uh, with um, um, mem, and mem is the Hebrew letter, mem is for waters anyway, the word shamim is is a picture of of the waters divided from there's something dividing the waters, and so yeah, the firmament is a is a literal thing, i.e. the atmosphere. Only we no longer have we no longer have that water canopy uh, above <laughs> the Earth's atmosphere, um, and that and we know that just just the way that we age and all that. It's a completely different climate. I mean, when you see tropical plants in the stomachs of woolly mammoths that are uniced, you know, dug up out of the ice, it's not because um, they had migrated all the way up north and in a day, you know, that they ate tropical plants and went up to the polar regions. The entire earth was, was a tropical climate before for the great flood of Noah's day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like a giant greenhouse kind of thing. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to think about because um, we have, um, you know, the earth before. That, I think that's what sometimes people forget. The earth before the fall was perfect, you know, and how it was. After the fall, we have problems. <laughs> Just saying, we do. But but even, yeah, it's perfect, but even before the flood yeah you know the great flood uh, was even though yeah morally (laughs) spiritually things were really bad uh geographically it was a lot different earth than we have today yes and we can see that in the fossil record and all that just i mean pterodactyls there's no way unless the wings were decorative uh they couldn't fly in in today's atmosphere density just because you know the Bernoulli principle and if you're familiar with aerodynamics um, and just several other things where the fossil record of life which is not that old but that's another thing um, you know it suggested the the atmosphere and and the climate were much different at that time yeah one of my favorite ministries is answers in Genesis mm-hmm. and Honestly, if you just go to that website, their website, answers.org, if you go there, there's such a wealth of info on that site. And also their ARC Adventure thingy, which me and Randall one of these days may go to because it's in Kentucky. We have to go to Kentucky to do it, but um, that would be really cool. I want to let you guys know, next Tuesday, uh, I'm interviewing Kevin Sorbo for the show. You guys know Kevin, the Hercules guy, and he's in God's Not Dead and all that. Right? You guys know Kevin? He, and he's a very outspoken Christian and conservative um, in Hollywood. So pray for me. 
uh, we're going to, this is, this is going to be a, um, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be a live interview here on the show, but we will play it for you afterwards. Um, cause he's in high demand, but he's got a new movie out that we're going to tell you about. Uh, so I just want to let you know that's coming up cause I could, you know what I mean? So there you go. All right. Hey, can I, um, yeah. I know we're probably over time, but I want to. It's our show. We can stop when we want. Yeah. <laughs> correct, correct myself. You know, I was talking about Hashemim in verse one and that, that is, yeah, the heavens. However, the firmament in verse six is a different word. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the word, uh, Rachia, and um, which speaks of an expanse. So that, yeah, firm in the word, firm in English is speaking of an extended surface or an expanse. But yeah, so in that case, firm is is the the atmosphere. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm no Hebrew scholar, not even a Hebrew student really. Yeah. Just more of a Hebrew hack. All right, so, so if you're not on our text message list yet, go text the term Bible News to 33222. Just a reminder, and uh, that's where I send out most of my notifications. I don't send out a lot of email. I mean, you can join my email list, but um, I communicate more with everybody through my text message because it's just shorter, more, you know, people have less time. So if you want to be on my text message list, text Bible News to 33222, and every morning... I will send out a scripture. Maybe. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> we do giveaways on there. In fact, I have a new book I'm going to be giving, doing a giveaway um, on probably sometime either later this week or maybe next week. I'm not sure yet. I got to get the guest scheduled and I'm going to give away his book. Um, and then um, and then we, we alert you right before the show. So you get a couple from me a day, sometimes a little bit more, but sometimes I forget. So and you can always hit stop, re respond, stop, and all that. Boy, Tug's throwing a fit, isn't he? I don't know what I, I, I don't know. Want. He's having a fit, man. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I hope today's show has encouraged you. If you text the term Bible News to 33222, so two threes and three twos. You want to put that up, Bareface? Sure, I'll put it okay. again. Yeah. Double three, triple two. Yeah. If you text that to that, then you'll be on my list. Then I will respond and say, can you please tell me your name? Because then then I'll know who you are. Then I can go, oh. Because what's really cool about this service I'm using is that I can respond to everybody who responds back to me. And they don't count it towards my count for uh, for the actual service. So it's, it's actually a very cool text messaging service and it's it's really it's it's a great way to it's the easiest way for me to stay in touch with everybody but i do i do send out email occasionally so you can still sign up for that if you want i'm going against the what do you call the the grain of marketing <laughs> so anyway there you have it okay well we're gonna end up uh you know closing down the show but don't forget, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. And um, we will see you tomorrow. We'll probably be, be talking some headlines tomorrow as well because it's been a huge news uh, week or life. 
<laughs> and um, anyway, just thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. And if there's anything that me or Bareface can do for you, just let us know. You know how to get in touch with us. All right. So talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>